We're here. We're in the studio live today, and I got a dear friend of mine, Pastor Brian Hallam, all the way from College Station, Texas. He pastors one of the greatest churches in America, New Heights Church, and they're just, I don't like to say going and blowing because that's kind of like a modern-day termy thing, uh, but it surely is an Acts church. It's a church, Holy Ghost church, a miracle signs, wonders. They lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, love people to Jesus Christ. So he's here with me. Uh, we're going to spend some time together the next few days. But I said, let's get in the studio and at least say some things to the people. So you'll be hearing from him and I uh, during this. But get your Bible like we always do. Get your notepad and get ready. We're going to cover some weighty things today, I believe, in a simple fashion and really be a blessing to you. So I'm going to open in prayer, and then we're going to get right into this. Lord, we thank you. We come before you, and we thank you, Lord, that you are a good and faithful God. And I come against every demonic hold, every lie that Satan has spoken to those listening today, that there'd be freedom, that there'd be mental clarity, that there'd be peace mentally in Jesus' mighty name. And I pray today, Lord, for revelation as we preach and prophesy your word to your people. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Hey, my friend, how are you? Man, I, I'm I'm really good. I'm so glad to be here. You know, I've never been to New Way before. Uh, was it yesterday? yesterday? First time I came in the building. What an anointed place. You guys have built um, just a power-packed church, literally yeah. walking in the office. You can sense the presence of God. But then when I walked in the sanctuary, I, mean, I, I couldn't contain myself. Yes. I had, to, mag I had to magnify God. There yes, was no other way to do it. Uh, so I, I commend you and I salute you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for saying the nice things about our church. You just ministered there and preached a beautiful, powerful word. Yes, it's resonating even still with the people. And uh, uh, we just celebrated 10 years. So praise Ooh. God for that. But it's, it's yeah. there's a lot going on. But but man, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here with you and Pastor Kim. And Amen. it's a it's a blessing. And I'm, I'm thrilled to be on the, the live stream with you as well. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I, you know, on the way in. Some of you know, I don't want to say I'm ADD and all these things. That's just my personality. So I don't study for months and days and weeks on a subject. I usually get downloads real quick. And on the way in, I was coming to get a haircut, then come to the podcast. Then the Lord dropped in my spirit, Luke chapter 10, and the story about Mary and Martha. And I was thinking about, you know, Pastor Brian, and we've been talking and known each other for over three years now. And we've had intimate conversations and we've developed an intimate relationship uh, but I've come to know him now and know his personality. And, and he's very similar to me. You know, we can be scatterbrained in a sense, but don't let that fool you. We're extremely focused as well. Yeah. And you have a lot of things going on in uh, business and ministry and life. And you still uh, live a narrow life, a holy life. And you've learned focus. So I want to throw this scripture out here. And then I want to get you, you know, talking about different things that we've already pre-talked about. And in this scripture, uh, Jesus goes into the house of Mary and Martha's there. And, and Martha's, you know, Mary is serving Jesus. But then Mary figures something out along this few minutes, this introduction time together. She figured out that she had uh, the master in her house and she had, you know, the, the anointing, the glory, however you want to say it, was in her house. And Martha didn't stop to engage in what she had before her. And she didn't focus on, you know, what was present. And she goes on and on and she's washing dishes and cleaning and serving and cleaning and serving that she gets mad at Mary and Jesus. And she says, to, uh, you know, Jesus, can you believe that, that she's doing this, that she won't help me? And Jesus says in the 41st verse, Martha, Martha, uh, that, you know, you're worried about all these things. 
and you're trying to serve and you're trying, but you, you don't understand uh, what I've called you to do or what's ahead of you or, or the potential that's before you. And that's kind of where I want to land today is we can even say busy versus, versus productivity, or we can say busy versus calling. And we live in a world that's, that's going a hundred plus miles an hour. Social media is, is conveying information, false you know, information to us, images that are incorrect, uh, which is truly deception. And it seems like in ministry, not just the fivefold, but in ministry of helps church, you know, members, attenders, however you want to call it, uh, we get involved with the busyness of ministry or the busyness of Christianity, and we never take time to focus in on what God's called us to do. So I want to, I want to say this to you, Pastor Brian, uh, you're building a, a, a mega beautiful facility. You got three beautiful children, a beautiful wife. You're a younger family. You, you try to stay busy and take your kids. You know, talk to us and kind of get into this between busy and focus and, and trying to keep the you know the distractions away and maybe even deciphering how do you how do you know it's a distraction? How do you know it's you know an incorrect thing and stick to the called things of life? Does that make sense a little bit? It does. I think it's a dynamite question. And, and I just want to reiterate exactly what you were saying. You, you have a, you have a knack to, um, if you didn't know, look like you're all over the map, but the reality is, is you're digesting at different times at different moments. And that gives God a bread basket that he can pull from and place it in your life. And, uh, what I, what I see is this, it's not hard for an Eagle to fly. And it's not hard for a fish to swim, but an eagle has no business underwater. Amen. So whatever God has equipped you to do, you should be able to do it. So in my life personally, uh, we certainly have businesses. We have constant projects. We have uh, investments. We have all types of different things, inventions that God has uh, really graced, uh, graced us to be able to do. But being a man of God is who I am. So I do these other things, but I am a man of God. And that's both a factual statement and it's a by faith statement. So for me, uh, and Crystal and I've talked about this several times. Crystal's my beautiful wife. We've talked about this several times when I'm focused on something, when I start turning it up and turning it up, there's nothing else on the radar until that thought is extinguished or dealt with. And so what, what I see in this story, the Bible says that, that she was cumbered about. That word in the original language literally means distracted. Mm. So for me, I do everything I can to eliminate distractions. I'll give you one that, that helps me. I keep uh, the ability to take a note available at any time, whether it's digital on my phone or my iPad. I personally still like uh, a journal and a, and a piece of paper and a pen. When I study the scripture, oftentimes I am using the exact same uh, pen, the exact same type of paper. I don't want anything distracting me because I know I can be distracted. Yeah. So I'm eliminating anything that could That's distract wise. me. So I don't want a pen that feels funny in my hand because I'll start thinking about how funny this pen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I think whatever God's grace you to do, if you're an eagle, then fly. Well, if you're a fish, baby, you better swim. Amen. But don't get it twisted and try to do what somebody else is doing just because they're doing it. And that's that can what we're be seeing. A, mm. And that's the product of the social media. And I'm not like I'm not here on a high horse against social media. It's a wonderful tool, you know, you know and all these things. But you look how Satan has used it. 
And you got people looking, just like you're saying, that people that might be portraying to be an eagle on social media. And they're not, trust me, what you're seeing on social media, I don't know the real numbers, but I'm going to tell you this, ninety high 90% of it is not true. It's all created imaging, you know, make you, them look like something. But when you see someone now saying, well, you know, they're an eagle or they're doing this and, and they're doing that, and you try to be something you're not, and that's kind of what I'm, I'm trying to be instead of stepping back and saying, hey, I got, you know, I have God. And God is going to equip me in my calling or God is going to anoint me to do what he's called me to do. And you got to protect that. And, and you can't get into these distractions. I love that how you brought that in the Greek for cumbered is distractions. You got to be careful because something good can still be a distraction. I agree. You think about that. Something that has the ability to be good, like missions. That's a great thing to me. Uh, God hasn't called. Now you say God didn't call you to, to do missions. No, he hasn't called me. Uh, you know, we still help. And, and so to missions, but I, I didn't get the mission, you know, drive or the mission. Now I look at other people; they they ooze missions. They just bleed, you know. And, I, and I, sometimes I got to protect myself because that could be a distraction. Yeah. And I go to the mission field and bring millions of dollars that God didn't tell me to do. I'm not saying it's bad, but for me it is. You know. So I, you know, back to what you're saying, I think there's that element of, of protecting. You know, well, first discovering what you've been called, created to do, sure. and then you got to protect it. I like saying, I say it over and over again. Dylan, tell you, but living narrow. Yeah, you got to man strip some things off. Oh man, that that jumps in my spirit when you say that, Pastor, because you know, deep water allows for vessels to move freely. Mm. Shallow water becomes a stopping point. There's a place out in New Mexico and we love the mountains. So once or twice a year for years, we've gone up to Colorado and we'll, we'll haul our four wheelers and motorcycles and all type of things and go up there and just have a good time. But when you go through New Mexico, there's this place that has an area with some sand dunes. It's very unique because you have the Rocky mountains. And then all of a sudden there's this big, huge area with incredible sand dunes. And there'll be hundreds, if not thousands of people out there in the summer, because it's not like, uh, uh, it's not like the, the Rockies and the arid uh, uh, valley areas in between. It's this sand, but but the snow melt in the summer, it comes and it runs off and it makes this river that runs through the sand dunes. And that river is very unique. But I remember when we were going out there, I said, where's the river? And they said, well, you'll have to go look. And I said, well, what do you mean you'll have to go look? They said, well, the river moves every day. Some wild. days it's here. And some days it's 100 yards over there. Some days it's 150 yards over there. Some days it's wide. Some days it's really skinny. Some days it splits around these trees. Some days it goes on the other side. Life's moving, man. Exactly. But the reason the river is always in a different spot is because in the sand, it can never develop any depth. Every time it starts to develop depth, it just pushes the sand and changes direction. So if you don't have any depth, you're going to be pushed in every direction. What's the newest thing we can do? What's the coolest Shallow. thing we could? Thank you very much. Shallow. Absolutely. And it's right to be cool and new. You, uh, I don't blow smoke too much. And I really, I'm, I am an encourager, but I'm not going to blow your head up. But I've told you this. You have married, if you can, the, the reality of the true things of God into a, a new, and it's not modern in the sense of uh, this is, don't be tricked by what I'm saying. This is not you know, new Heights, not a modern church. It's a Holy ghost acts church, but you have brought the elements of a, of a modern a world, a modern generation, but you didn't, you haven't released or let go of the things that put you where you are. 
Yeah. You know, there's such a depth there. And, and I love, you know, I, I'm right now what you're saying. Norval Hayes was one, one of my mentors. He was a bigger man and he, he got overweight. And his favorite thing to do was float around in, in the water. He didn't want to be in the shallow end. He wanted to be in the deep end. And mm. he said it was easier on his body. And he said he didn't have aches and pains when he was floating. And the word is buoyancy, you know, and, and it's in that buoyancy, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have the, the scientific terms, but you're trusting on, you know, an, an element, you know, that, that you're, you're, it's holding you and it's protecting, but it's, it's like you say, it's harder to get there, but it's easier once you get there because it kind of takes over and does its own thing. And, and the, the, I guess we could say, and I want to really focus on, because me and you are building each other. Like right now you, we're sharpening each other, but I want to sharpen the crowd. And I want to say some practical things to those who are listening. We know right now there's a, a the greatest mental attack against humanity that there ever has been. The battle we face, one of the, the three main battles we face as believers, the number one battle is the battle of information. Uh, Satan's bombarding information. We know God is true information. Uh, but I just want to talk to you today. I want to say to you out there, as, as we're continuing this conversation, uh, I would say within your uh, yourself, within the hard drive of your life, or even your subconscious realm, sometimes you got to peer into that realm, and you got to figure out. According to Mark four, you got to find out what what you allowed into your heart, what's causing you distraction, hurts, and pains. But I would say this: it's time to narrow things down, and it's time to become a person of extreme focus and not be all over the map. You can be all over the map, you know. Like you said, that's my personality, but don't be fooled by it. I might be all over the map. But I have extreme focus. When I'm doing something, it, it might even be a mechanism that God's given us to throw Satan off. Yeah. But don't be fooled. I, I'm a person of extreme focus, and it gives me clarity. You know, Dylan's in here, Ashley's in here, and they're doing behind the scenes. Uh, but I, I'm gonna tell you that, Dylan. I feel like to say it to you. Um, extreme focus. That there's protection in it. You know, and, and, it, and it removes all the distractions of life. So there may be a season, you know, I'm saying to, to you as you're the people watching, to, to start honing your, your skills to, to become a person of extreme focus. Release things, man. If they're aggravating you, why are you tolerating them? Yeah. Like I've said this, if you're on my social media, and thank God I love everybody on social media, but if you aggravate me, they, gave, they put the most amazing button on social media. It's called block delete button. I think that's the greatest button ever because I'm in control of the information that makes me happy or makes me angry. It's beautiful. And I'm going to block and delete. And I'm, I'm not upset at you. You're just not going to aggravate me. And I think the body of Christ needs to key in on I can remove things from my life, you know, and I can bring things and refocus in my life. I agree. You know, I don't know. I, well, I'll tell you. Yeah, here's, here's the deal. An eagle that chases two rabbits doesn't catch one. You got to focus. Amen. You got to, you got to drill down. And I have an acronym that I live by. It's G F E God, family, everybody else. Amen. I'm keeping my focus to the best of my ability because everything is vying and fighting for my focus. Therefore, if I lose that, I lose the ability to a hear from God. Because one thing that's very interesting, the Bible says in verse 38, it was actually Martha that received him into her house. Mm. So many people have received Jesus, but then the worries of the world, the cares of this world, all the different things. I'll tell you something that could do it. And, and I don't know who this is for, but you need to hear it. Little league, extracurricular Ooh. activities, all the different school events that happen. Look, you got one life. 
God's not going to ask you how what your child's batting average was. On, He's not going to ask you how many soccer games you drove to. And if you're sitting there taking and calling it family time to be missing church and to be going into all these hotels and everything else, number one, it's probably costing you an arm and a leg to go do that, thinking that while your child is out playing a sport for three, three and a half hours every other night or whatever, they're too tired to, to, to do anything. You're too tired to do anything. You've got to focus and get GFE in line. Come on, that's Because good. if you have that out of whack, God's not going to ask your coach, your child's coach about their spiritual character. That's powerful. Yeah. How'd she, how'd the girl doing this? How'd the guy, exactly. you just picked a fight with somebody. Hey, he said that, not yeah. me, but I back it a hundred percent. It's the truth. We talked about it today. You know, how old is Walker? Young 13. Walker. Walker's 13. And we were talking about the difference between family, you know, wholesome type family sure. stuff, uh, according to and versus sports. And, and sure. sport. we love sports. You're yep. a product of sports. Sure. Team, you know, so on sure. and so forth. But the day and age we live, we're too, it's too, we are so close to Jesus coming back. Zach Condry, I go the other way. G F E, God, family, That's and then so everything powerful. else. And I, last thing, and then I really want to hear hear you, uh, Pastor. The other thing that 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 really gets me is when, man, I tell you, this 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 church is a truth church because I feel it pulling the truth out of me. I can't even sit up here and be cute. No, I got to say you what's go absolutely true. If you cannot lead your house you are not supposed to be leading the people of God. So one of the primary things you need to look at in the men and women of God that you're following and willing to plant your life, plant your time, plant your money behind is what do they look like as a family unit? What do they look like? And I, hey, look, I get it. Everybody's got things. Everybody's feet stink at the end of the day and everybody's breath stinks at the end of the day. But if their life does it look like a life you'd like to have? You might get some consideration. Yeah, you you know, to, you might want to rethink yes. the whole situation. Agreed. That's a good one. Hope I didn't just blow up your podcast. Oh no, man. You know, I, you know, people know us and that's who we are. Uh, that's a great word. Hey, I want to tell you this. Relax, relax. People listen, listening, relax. Don't, don't get agitated. Don't get aggravated. Uh, relax. You know, God's a God of peace. Then he'll help you sort all these things out. But if, you know, when you get closer, let's go back to this hurricane. Florida just went through a, a horrific event, especially on the west coast of Florida. And when that hurricane got in, in a box, we call it the box, or the zone where we knew it was going to hit, we knew it was going to be trouble, uh, even outside of the box, people begin preparations, begin preparing for a hurricane. And you did all the things you're supposed to do. Well, I'm telling you right now, the, the return of Jesus is in the box. You know, and hurricane wow. people understand that that means there's going to be an event. There, there's no, we've got beyond speculation. We've got beyond second guessing the maybes, the could be's. Uh, we're now to the place where the Bible calls the last time or the end of days. Uh, we're in the box. Jesus could come back at any point in time. Uh, he come back tonight. I mean, there's nothing that now I'm not a, I, I, I'm, I would not say I'm a Bible scholar, but I've been studying this Bible for over 25 years now at a high level. And I don't see anything. And I've checked with my peers as well, who are Bible scholars. Uh, there's nothing, no prophecy that has not been fulfilled that's stopping Jesus' return at any given time. 
So there's, there's like not, there's nothing singular we're waiting for to say this hasn't come to pass. This hasn't, everything has come to, everything is in line for his return. And all we're trying to do is say, uh, you know, I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know if you're carnal Christian, lukewarm Christian. Uh, you know, I don't know who falls under the 50-50 rule of the 10 versions. You know, the Bible doesn't really tell you the degree, but we know there is a rule. We know there's a 50-50 rule with the one in the, the, the field, one leaves, one stays, one in the bed, one leaves, one you know, stays, 10 virgins. And all we're saying to you is uh, take a moment, you know, look at your life, remove the hindrances, prepare yourself, or, or array yourself as a bride of Christ and get ready. The bridegroom cometh, you know, and you don't want to be one of those distracted by life or deceived by Satan or deceived by an idea or a demon or busyness. Uh, to, to to stop you from this first, you know, no, uh, no leaving to heaven or going to heaven, which is going to be the rapture. That's the first. Uh, you don't want to be get get left behind. And in all this busyness, usually it breeds a tremendous stress or a tremendous pressure. And that's the pressure you feel uh, daily is is the press of life, the press of I have to contend, the press of I have to be someone I'm not, the press of what's you know what does the world see, the press of my kids got to do this. My so it, it's such a, a negative, ungodly. What it really is, it's the yoke of the world. Uh, and, and, you know, we know what Isaiah said. The yoke of bondage is heavy. But Jesus says, put on me. Uh, for my burden is light. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. So if you're not feeling light and easy and you're feeling pressed down, you are yoked up incorrectly with the ideas of the world. I see my friend over here is writing some thoughts down, so I'm going to let him, you know, uh, where are we at on time? We're doing pretty good still out there. All right. All right. Glory to God. We're going to keep rolling. I think we've touched a, a really good vein. Um, I want to I want to get Jesus your thoughts on, you, on something that just yeah. bubbled in my spirit while you're talking. So, uh, number also want to say shout out to New Heights. Anybody tuned in from yes, there? Thank you, New Heights. Uh, I'm excited about you coming back to New Heights. You're Amen. gonna have to come back to Texas and uh, minister the word again in power. And I'm very excited about that. But li listen to this: the difference between shallow and deep. Go ahead. I'm just gonna give a, a few. Number one, shallow. It's very easy to get stuck in shallow water. Doesn't matter. What type of, but there are boats that are better at going in shallow water. Maybe you feel like that. Maybe somebody watching right now feels like they can navigate the shallow water. Well, sooner or later, there's going to be a place Stop. where you can't get back to the depths. That's powerful. Number two, shallow water is affected by the environment. Mm. When it's hot, it's hot. When it's cold, it's cold. It's windy choppy deep water is constant it is the same temperature there's a thing uh pastor and i love to fish there's a thing called the thermocline mm -hmm. once you get below that the temperature is constant it's not affected by the environment there's some currents down there but you're not dealing with waves under the ocean so when you get to the depths you get to a place of predictability the challenge is That's this powerful. Deep water, nobody's afraid of. You go to the beach and all the skilled surfers, they're out in the deep watching and waiting on a set to come in. It's, but it's all, all the kids, they're right there in the little shallow water splashing around. 
And mom's not worried about it because the shallow water is the safest you can get. Deep water, now that's a challenge. I'm about to hand this to you when I say this next <laughs> thing because I want to hear what you have to think about this. And the most, one of the most challenging things about deep water, it's very hard on the ears. Mm. As soon as you begin to come down to the depths, yes. the first thing that happens is your ears have to uh, be positioned to withhold that pressure. It's a lot easier to deal with your ears being tickled all day. Facebook, make show me a funny ahead. cat. Show me something funny. Tickle, 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 tickle. But you get neck deep in the book of Isaiah, and all of a sudden there's some pressures there Tickling's that you didn't necessarily <laughs> want to deal with. You come to a, a living, breathing church like oh, New Way right here in Palm Coast. All of a sudden your ears yes. are not accustomed to it, but there's something that pastor can't do for you. You have to regulate the pressure on, yourself. That's that's when we go spearfishing, we go down to the depths. What we have to do every, what is it? Every seven six, or eight feet, yeah. six, seven, eight. We got to, we got to pressurize our own yeah. ears. So for you and for me, and I'm saying this to myself, yeah, this we got to realize there is the, the, one of the first things that you can recognize you're actually going to a place of depth is something starts to get uncomfortable when you hear it. Hey man, that's powerful. I'll tell you, uh, we're going to see it, like I said, but uh, it's just like an airplane too. The, when you go higher and, and the atmospheric pressure begins to change. Now, if you have a good captain, he adjusts the, you know, the, the plane, the, uh, the, the, where you're sit, where we sit, he adjusts it and he begins to change the atmosphere and then pressurize or depressurize the plane. But, but I think it's like this. You, you hit the, the nerve that I think uh, back when you said that the itching ears, mm. you know, and the Bible says they heap to themselves uh, preachers that will itch their scratch. And, and in that parable, which we know, but those are, are listening and that it's not just the preachers because now uh, we have preachers, you, we have, uh, you know, youth pastors, and they're not youth pastors, they're rock stars, but they're raising our youth. They're pastoring our youth uh, uh, on behalf of Satan, not on behalf of God. Uh, but we also now, we have, you know, newscasts, news anchors, uh, talk show hosts that are, that are pastoring, shouldn't be this way, but it appears they're pastoring the body of Christ. And uh, those are the, those who you have heaped to yourself to bring you information. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking about what you just said in Isaiah. You get knee-deep, waist-deep, neck-deep in God's Word. There's a pressure. There's an element. But this is a good pressure. That's right. You know, because that's where, you know, and everybody knows this, and this might seem a little corny, but it, it makes a lot of sense. That's where diamonds are formed. Mm. You know, that, that that's where uh, that. you look at things that are absolute in, in, in creation now. They were formed under pressure, some kind of whether it be fire whether it be, you know, some kind of atmospheric pressure, they were developed sure. and they were formed in that. And a lot of people don't take time now that you've started this. Uh, they don't take time to, to get an image formed of on them of anything. You know, they know a little bit about everything. But in our Bible, our word tells us in Genesis one twenty six that we were formed in the image of God or we were created in the image of God. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's going to take pressure to mark you. It's going to take pressure to, to sear you, but it's also going to take pressure to keep you focused. Mm. It's kind of like stability back to the pool, the buoyancy. Yeah. You don't have to do nothing. You just kind of got to be there and it holds you in the direction. I want to say this in, in, in kind of closing. In order to live a successful life in ministry, 
in parenting, in business. And Dylan, I have, I have many business conversations, but I've told him years ago, you have to learn how to live narrow. And I've said it already in here. And I think this is a good note to begin to, to slow down on. In order to live narrow, that means you have to begin to remove things in your life that live in the, the broadness of life. Uh, all right, let's say this. Um, in severe focus, or let's say I've talked to my, my spiritual father, Dr. Barclay, and I love hearing about snipers. I love shooting long distance, but a, a sniper is, he looks out here in the peripheral till he finds his target. Now, now when he finds his target and he marks safety everywhere else, everything else disappears, but a very small, uh, you know, a window of space. And he now focuses on, because that becomes the target. Nothing else around so him good. matters. And, and we got to get to that place in life where uh, uh, back to the GFE, that, that, you know, you're, you're I'm not worried about that. I can't, true. I don't, I don't have the energy. I'm not going to expend the energy to worry about what's happening on a news broadcast or who's, you know, saying what on and trying to develop me on Instagram or anywhere else. I've been given the greatest teacher, the greatest mentor, and his name is the Holy Spirit of the living God. who's been sent to this earth to guide, lead me, direct me, grow me in every God area. And I am not going to give myself to this world and let the world begin to create an image in me. And that's what's happening to the body of Christ. We're allowing the world to create this image that does not exist. It's, it's the highest form of deception who, who Satan is. And it's so much pressure. And, and you don't even sleep at night because you're trying to contend with something that doesn't exist. Oh, I, I don't know. This narrow thing. Narrow. Uh, if you can do this, uh, not only your, your, your spirit, your spirit's alive and well. Your spirit's 100%. Dylan wants me to tell you this first. Like, share, and follow. Uh, whatever you're watching from on, on Pastor Brian's stuff, you can go you know, join his stuff. I, I forward him 100%. Watch what he's doing. But like, share, and follow. Help us build this channel a little bit. Um, you know, I, I would say this. When it comes to, to getting narrow, if you can figure out your spirit's already there. So you got to figure out now your soul and your flesh. So I, I like habits. I like, I like having diet habits on a regular basis. I don't diet. I don't go up and down. I, I, I live a disciplined life in your flesh. If you can develop that first, because that's the first part of you, you'll see things. It'll be easier to develop soulful habits, and, and that will reflect in the spirit realm. But you got to have these. You know, let me. I had this open to Habakkuk 2 2, mm-hmm. and then we'll close. Uh, Thank you, Lord. Close out here. But it says, um, Habakkuk 2 and 2, it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Now you don't have to be building a big building. You don't have to be, you know, creating a corporation. Uh, your vision can be: I want to be the best wife. I want to be the best husband. I want to be the best mother, father. That's a vision. Uh, I, you know, I want to be the best employee. Uh, you know, best neighbor. Those are visions. Whatever it is you want to do beyond that as well. But he says, write the vision, make it plain on on tables or, or paper, that you may uh, the one that sees it may be able to read it and run with that vision. And, and the idea is here. I'm going to give you this very clearly. Uh, that you have to have the vision before you. I was in my son Nick's room last night. Uh, he was upset about something. And uh, I go up in his room and on his screensaver, on his big computer in his room, he had um, a, a, the vision scripture. And then he had all these pictures on his screensaver. He had uh, houses, property, you know, church things, car things, natural things. And he, and it, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it said, you know, write the vision. It said dream board or vision board. 
if you don't keep it before you, you'll forget it. And if you're, if it's that easy, really it wasn't anything important to you in the first place. But get these things written down. Remind yourself, hey, back in the day, Pastor Ryan, you remember this. Uh, we had sticky notes all over our house. Scriptures, and, you know, what pastor said to do, sure. quotes, you know, and yeah. we kept it before us. Get the things of God back in your, your, your vision, you know, and, and go in the direction of God. Forget the world. It's going to pass away quicker than you think. Tell us something in closing. Man. Well, love I, on the people. I'll just say this. Number one, I really, I really think you're onto something with the narrow. Amen. I think because, you know, a, a river is valuable because it's predictable, but a river is only sustainable if it's deep. Mm. And the more narrow and the more water, the deeper you are. And so when somebody begins to develop that narrow life, now all of a sudden the winds are going to blow. There are going to be the hurricanes, the storms of life. But once you get to a certain depth, it's not like you're unaware it's happening. It just doesn't affect mm. you quite like it affects other things. 100%. And it, it shifts your total mentality. And now the peace that will surpass your understanding becomes available to you. Mm. We, we, hear with our ears and faith comes by hearing, but there's certainly a, a loose translation of a scripture that says our eyes are the windows to our soul. So it's kind of like your, your mind, your will and emotion is so affected by your eyes. It's powerful. Your ears are either feeding or either the place where you're feeding your faith or you're feeding your doubt. And so if we can begin to narrow our input, if, if, that's you powerful. have, if you have never missed your favorite episode on Netflix, but you miss your Bible time weekly, powerful. this is a problem. You Big need to problem. narrow your focus. And I'll say it like this. Here's one of the things that I really challenge my people with. Yes, Bible time. Yes, quiet time. Yes, meditate on the word. But I want to know, who did you witness to this week? Who did you step out in faith? The Great Commission is not sit and think. No. The Great Commission is go. And any person like Martha who has received Jesus, she and, she and us are commissioned to take him. Mm. Last thing I'm going to say, and then, Pastor, I'm going to sit here because this, this church, this your <laughs> office is so anointed. I feel like we could go back and forth all night. Yes, we could. When Jesus was about to cross over to the Gadarenes, the scripture says they took him as he was. I believe there's a huge difference between just having Jesus and taking Jesus. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that are going to go to heaven. They have Jesus, but they never took him to work it's with powerful. them. They never shared him with the person at the office next to them. They don't, you, you may be a teenager right now. I'm telling you right now, you could be the most anointed person in your high school. It, but you can't just have Jesus. You have to Amen. take Jesus. And the only way you're going to do this is you've got to eliminate some distractions, get focused and narrow on your purpose you, and watch God use you, you all the days of your Amen. life. Amen. Well, we're going to close. <laughs> I don't want to, but we're going to have to. I want to say this, two, two things in closing. Jesus in Mark chapter 5 He's going to heal Jairus' daughter. And there's thousands of people. Uh, there's only one record of one healing. So there's people there. 
but only one got healed, and that was the woman with the issue of blood. So we had people positioned to receive a miracle touch, but they weren't touching on purpose, or, or they had a wrong perception, or maybe in this modern day they just wanted a photo op. If I can just get a picture with Pastor Brian. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a Christian. Wow. If I can get a picture of Pastor Summerlin, I'll be something, or, or whoever your TV hero is, preacher hero. But how about we put the phones down at some point in time and say Jesus is in the room, and then there's an action when Jesus walks in the room. Uh, there's a certain way a person acts, and that's receptive. He becomes a, a receiver of, of who he is. And then the last thing I want to say, and you're gonna like this, uh, Tony Evans, um, a great preacher talking about get your Bible time, get your, you know, study time. I want to tell you this. You don't forget your church time either. That's so good. And, and we're not number counters. Like we're going to, yeah, it's, it's better when you're there. It strengthens us, but we're going to preach it. Whether there's two, 200, 200,000, we're going to preach. But Tony Evans said this, uh, pastor, you're going to like this. Uh, he said, he gets the question a lot. And I said this to the church Sunday, he gets the question of a lot, a lot. Am I, can I be a Christian and go to church or they don't ask, they, they challenge I can be a Christian and I don't have to go to church is how they say it. Then they want to debate. And he said something that was so epic and just so uh, amazing. He said, uh, you can be married and not go home. But if you don't go home after a while, you're not going to be married too much longer. It's so good. So the same way with the house of God, so good. you know, there's an element of faithfulness, the house of God. So I want to encourage you. We're not telling you, you have to ABC do all these things. We're just telling you, run to Jesus Christ at this hour in your life. If you don't know him, the Bible says you can call on the name of Jesus and you shall be saved. If you need prayer, you're in College Station, Texas, or anywhere around there within three, four hours, run to that church. Get to that church. New Heights, Pastor Brian Hallam, uh, New Way Church. I love you. Uh, like us, follow us, share us. Help us get the word out. Thank you for being on this podcast. And I pray God's faithfulness. Uh, God's love, his kindness, and his mercy. But I pray a holy boldness would come on you in these last days in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. Until next time.